0: My name is Jeff Quinto,
1: and my name is Pat Barry. Every couple of weeks, Jeff and I get together, pick a topic, and talk about our walk with Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. What do we have today? Today, we're going to talk about praying for other people. Oh, that's a good thing. You ever done that? I have done it a time or two. <laughs> Me too. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. I've done it a time or two, and I tell you what, I started out being very uncomfortable with it, and actually, I saw other people praying in public. And I thought, you know what? I can do that. And I remember when I was first in the seminary, sort of my first night when we went out to dinner at a Mexican place, um, this guy who was my mentor during the seminary, his name is Robert Ward, and we're in this Mexican restaurant on a Friday night. It's busy. It's loud. It's all kinds of things going on. It had a beautiful energy. And we're at this long table. There's probably 20 of us at a long table. And when it came time that you might say a prayer, Robert stood up and he said a prayer, a beautiful prayer that silenced the entire restaurant. It was a remarkable thing. He didn't ask for people to be silent. It's just as he started to pray, the restaurant quieted. And it was an amazing thing. And I thought after that, I thought, you know what? I want to be like that. I want to be able to do that. Because to proclaim this good news in a public way, in a, in a simple place, in a, in a place where people are eating you know, fajitas and drinking margaritas and all of that, you know, just normal, normal things that people do. I thought that is a beautiful God-honoring thing.
1: That is a very cool thing, you know, but it's it's to your point where you see something like that and you say, I want to be like that because I'm not like that right now. Mm. And public prayer is, can sometimes be very uncomfortable. And let's all try to get there, right? Let's try to get there to where, where we're okay saying a prayer anytime, anywhere. And I think the more you do it, The easier it becomes after the first couple times, and then it 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 becomes easy. But you know, even if you don't want to say it in in public, we can still pray for others. You know, in our own homes, in the privacy of our own homes too. But if you want to do it in public, that's a great testimony uh, to to do that for the Lord.
0: Yeah, and you know, you bring up a good point. Nobody that I know of is comfortable the first time they do it, or the tenth time they do it. And I should tell you, by the time I was done in the seminary, I purposefully said the prayer in the same Mexican restaurant, having not as good an effect as Robert. I gotta say, did they not? Did they not? Did you not silence the restaurant? The restaurant was not silenced. I was, I was so proud of myself for being bold enough to do that. But it didn't have the same effect when I did it as when Robert did it. So, in any event, but I did it. And that's what we have to do. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. The first time it's going to be clunky. The second time it'll be clunky. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We're actually doing this for an audience of one. It's our sincerity that's most important. It's our authenticity that's most important. It's not the words. You know, sometimes people can can speak a prayer that is so beautiful and so well crafted and actually not from the heart. And we need to have these come from the heart. So that it doesn't have to be, it's not about how perfect it is. It's not about how it comes out so beautifully. It needs to come out authentically. And that's the most important thing. And that we can do, right? Absolutely. That we can do. We can be authentic. We can be ourselves, be honest about this. And if we're that, it's going to be fine.
1: Absolutely. And I think, uh, to, to your point, I think, uh, that's a great lesson in there that it's not about us, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so when your mentor, said the prayer I, he was probably not expecting the, the restaurant to go silent either right? right so you get up and you say the same prayer and nobody pays any attention and so what that tells me is that it's not about us it's about god that right. the first thing that was a god thing and, and there's there are certain times where you experience god things right where you, it's completely unexpected and that's usually when he shows up when you're not looking for him to show up and boom he shows up and silences a restaurant What? what other explanation is there? People heard something and God was moving in there. Not that he wasn't with you, but Thank your you. audience Thank was. You, well, because, you know, I, I've, i uh, for those of you who haven't heard Jeff pray or haven't heard his uh, his his pastoral uh, sermons, uh, they are very good. So if you get a chance to go online, go online and, and, and look at them and God is moving w- with him. And he didn't even pay me to to say that, so I said that out of my out of my heart. See, we can kid with each other like that. But he he, he had a different audience at mm-hmm. the time. God uses us for for different reasons. You know, the the story of Jonah actually comes to mind for me, where Jonah, God wanted Jonah to go to the Ninevites, his mm-hmm. his enemies, and 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 witness to them, and he didn't want to go, and so he was running away from God, which that's that's not a real smart thing to do. Uh, and he caused, uh, he, he caused uh, other sailors to almost perish in a storm. They threw him off the ship. The storm calms. He still doesn't want to go, so he gets eaten by a fish or spends three days in the belly of the fish. He winds up being coughed up on the beach at Nineveh, uh, essentially, and he says, what, like five words to, to the Ninevites that you're going to be overthrown in 40 days. Yeah. Okay, and God used that to move. The Ninevites to repentance.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot in that. There's, as a matter of fact, I'm going to preach on that in a week. And I've been thinking about. It's funny you said Jonah because I've been thinking about nothing but Jonah for the last several days. And the, there's a couple realities there, and one is that his preaching would have been as, uh, as a, as just by rote, right? He was he didn't want to do it. He hated the Ninevites. He wanted them to be destroyed. Yes. So he actually, what he's telling them to repent and believe in the. The Lord, he didn't want them to do, and he was disappointed when God decided to spare them. He was mad about it. He wanted God to bring down His wrath on these people. But you know, God does what God's going to do. Yep. And and we are whether whether He had been a uh, said a wonderful wonderful words as He went through Nineveh or He just grudgingly did it. God's will be done, and that's really what I think the the great takeaway is that is that whether Jonah was uh, articulate in his Uh, telling them what was going to happen or grudging God was going to do the right thing in the end. And God did. Right. And so we need to think of that in this as we circle back to this idea of praying in public. It's not for us. We we are opening the door to people's hearts, hopefully, but it's God that is opening the, the hearts. It's not us. It's we're just going, we're just saying the words and hopefully the words are authentic, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is God is part of this. And as we yield to that, we will be more and more effective people will see how authentic and how believable we are as we pray in public in an authentic and real way absolutely so i have a question mm-hmm. so
1: you know i mean it's it's good to do this in public or or in private or or wherever and it's good to get the god's movement in there but you know like so why do we do this so why do we do this is it for you know is it is it praying for um, for for people in times of trouble, or, or why do when we pray for others and pray in public, why are we doing it?
0: Yeah. Well, the Bible tells us over and over again that we should be praying for others. It says it in the Old Testament. It says it in the New Testament, notably in James 5.16. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And we have that. That's from the New Testament. But do you remember... Abraham. Now, Abraham is an interesting character. Abraham is our father. Is our, he's our spiritual father. And yet, Abraham was a highly imperfect person. Yes, he was. He, he's he's, the, he's a <laughs> patriarch, and he's a, a, a pillar of patriarchs, but he was pretty normal. Yes. And in many ways, he was less than normal.
1: Uh, many ways, uh, yeah, like uh, telling the, the king that uh, your wife isn't really your wife, it's your sister. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a bad one to me. That's I don't a, know. That's a bad one. And, and I don't know how your wife would be. My Holy wife would smokes. not be
0: happy with Holy that. Holy smokes, that would be trouble, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I shudder to think of my trying to pull that one off. But the reality of Abraham was he's a normal person. I think that is important for us to, to think about because he wasn't some incredible person. He wasn't some sort of s- spiritual superhero. He's just a normal guy. And... As a normal guy, he talks to God one-on-one, and he talks to God when it relates to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he says, you know what, God, you want to destroy this Sodom, but if you could find 50 righteous people, would would you spare them? And God says, yeah, if you can find 50 righteous people, I'll spare the whole city. It's a great city. And then he says, well, what if I lack five? What if I had 45? And God says, okay, for 45, I'll spare the city. And then he goes to 30 and to 20, and he finally goes to 10. And he says, you know, God, will you spare this if I can find ten righteous people? And God says, yes, I will. So he's talking God into this. God was going to destroy it, period. And here Abraham is talking to him. That's a lesson, I believe, for us, that we can talk to God in an honest way, in an honest way without, without pulling punches. You know, what, what do we think is important? Now, God has four answers to prayer, right? He can say, yes, that's the one we like. Yes. He can say, no, we don't like it that very Correct. much. He can say, not now. Mm, That's not my favorite. And also we can say not that way. So we have four answers to prayer. God will always answer our prayer. Sometimes the answer is no, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's a variation of yes. But we need to ask, and we need to listen. You know, prayer isn't just speaking. Prayer is also listening. We need to listen to God, to have God tell us what we should be doing. We need to listen. We need to open our hearts and listen. Now, for me, the best time to do that is in the middle of the night, actually. It seems strange that that would be the time. But when I wake up in the middle of the night and I pray, and I just silence my mind, and I'll hear things. I won't hear a voice, but ideas will come, and I'll kind of get a sense of what I ought to do. And I'm learning not to force it, not to say, God, you got to tell me right now what to do, because I can't wait. Instead, just opening my eyes, opening my heart, and asking God to lead me. And I think that's what we need to do. So prayer is meant to be not just speaking, but more importantly, actually listening. Now, the topic today is, of course, praying for others, and we talked about that. We're meant to pray for others. We're meant to intercede for others. We're meant to to tell God what's on our hearts and, what, and how God can do things. Now, God knows everything, but our speaking it, I believe, makes us understand better what God's work in the world is, what God is able to do, willing to do, and how he might shape things. And also, it allows us to think about ways that we might be able to help, or we might be able to enlist other people to help somebody. So the more we open ourselves up to this, the better we're going to be, the better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ we are going to be just by praying for people, listening to what they need, and thinking about how we would satisfy legitimate needs. Absolutely, and be honest. I
1: think the the comment that you made about being honest and Abraham for for who he was because he was a very flawed person. Well, so is Jonah. If you look in the Bible, God uses flawed flawed people to do his work because he judges the heart. So you can be honest with God. You can ask questions. You can be completely upfront. He knows it. He knows it already. Right. It's it's the the toughest thing to do is to to bow your head and you know actually say okay god i'm not the one in control here you're the one in control here show me what to do that it's that is not an easy thing and i for me it's like it's almost like a daily thing that i have to remind myself i have to do this and it's just it's human nature it's part of human nature listening hugely important that does take practice the more you do it the better you get at it and whatever is on your heart whatever is on your mind just give it to god and you may not get answers right away, but you will start to get answers as you as you keep doing this on, on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah. If you just ask and listen, I think that's the, the two parts of this, ask and listen, and wait for God to tell you that he may tell you, he may give you an indication of what you should do right away. Mostly not, though, in my experience, mostly not. It's why I think we need to be, as Paul says, be constant in prayer, pray without ceasing, as Paul tells us, because... We need to be in this conversation, this continuous conversation with God, and we'll get an idea of what we should do. We'll get an idea of the better thing that we should do. You know, the first thing you think of is something that may or may not be the best thing. The thing that God will have you do will certainly be the best thing, but you have to listen. And so that is important. Let's talk a little bit about praying for others, going back to that. I have a model of how to pray for others that might be helpful, and that is this. It's called ACTS. A-C-T-S. And here's how it works. If you want to know how to start a prayer, think of Acts. And so you start out with adoration. You adore the Lord. You talk about how you adore the Lord. C in Acts is for confession. You confess your weakness. You confess your fault. It's important to do, too, because we are so flawed. We need to confess the things that we've done wrong, that we are doing wrong. You can't get better until you admit what's wrong. And so the second thing is confess. The next thing is thanksgiving. You thank God for all the things that he's done. The fact that we woke up this morning, I thank God for. The fact that I'm in a warm house looking outside at the beautiful outdoors today, being a snow-covered outdoors, it's absolutely beautiful. I'm happy to be inside. I wouldn't like being outside so much. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving. And the last thing is supplication. Supplication means asking for things. And so the last thing you do after you've done all this is ask God for what you want to ask him for. And ask him in an honest way, but expect that he will do the best thing for you. So in other words, if I say to God, God, I really want money. I really want $50,000 for some reason. I want $50,000 or whatever, whatever it is. Maybe God comes back and says, you know, Jeff, you don't need $50,000. You have what you need. You need to be more careful with the way you spend your money or something like that. That would be helpful. That would actually help me in a permanent way. So don't be so insistent on getting exactly what you want. Ask God for what the best thing is. Ask what God's will is in every case. But also ask for what you feel like you want. Feel like what you, you should have, what would be helpful. and But not just for you. You know, God is not some sort of eternal ATM machine where you just ask him and he spits out whatever you need. Um, he's meant to do right for you. And also we're meant to be praying for other people. I think that praying for other people is so important because it takes the focus off of us. You know, We spend full time, I shouldn't say we, I can speak for myself. I spend full time thinking about me. Me, 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 me. This is what I want. This is what I want to see happen. All of this always about me. When you start praying for other people, it changes the focus. It, it puts you in a, more, a better way, but more than just a better way, a healthier place. A healthier place where you're not so worried about you, but you're worried about the other people. You're thinking about the other people. That's what God would have us do, was take other people in prayer ask for things for other people as well as ourselves it's not against us asking for things for ourselves but we need to be asking for other people so we can be involved in them so we can we can join hearts with them in this life that we have in this belief system that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ
1: yes I completely agree with that your way to do it the axe, the have the that's an, that's an awesome way to do it when you're praying for others, I actually have a list that I work off. I think a lot of people have, have a mm-hmm. list of kind of like a running list of those that that maybe need, um, you know, steady prayer. And I would put myself on any list that, that needs steady prayer. I think we, <laughs> we could all use steady prayer. But then, you know, the, the times come up where you know, somebody's not feeling well, they're going through something major in life, where maybe you, you hit on that uh, specifically. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think most people know more people than you can keep track of, really. Mm-hmm. So if you rely on your memory, you may forget somebody that that you don't want to. Now, maybe twenty, thirty years ago, I could do it with memory, but you know, not today. Not today. I, I have to. I find myself uh, writing more and more things down, and that's that's just something that happens uh, over time. But here's an, here's another thing. When I uh, when I think about praying for others. Well, who are we supposed to pray for? Because, you know, I, I pray for family and friends and, and people at the church and people at work. But, you know, we're supposed to be praying for more than that, right? Like we're yeah. supposed to be praying for people that we don't
0: like so much. Ooh, ooh Pat, Pat, <laughs> oh. Pat. Oh, no. But say it ain't so. I know. <laughs> and that's
1: a tough one. And that's why it's good to write these things down, yeah. because it's right in front of you, right?
0: Yeah. Then you have this idea of praying for people that you don't like or that you're... Let's say you're against them politically or whatever. We're meant to do that because it changes us. It does. It doesn't so much change them, but it changes us. As you pray for somebody that you don't like or you think is an enemy, it will change you, and you will feel differently about them. And that's what it's meant to do. We're not meant to be so polarized in this society. You know, we, we dislike people who think this, and we dislike people who, who believe that. No, we're supposed to be all together. We, we're all in the struggle of life. And we should be together, helping each other instead of fighting with each other. And so praying for other people makes us feel differently about them, doesn't it? It does. I heard a
1: pastor say, and I can't remember where or who said it, but it was just a few years ago, it's really hard to be angry with somebody you're you're praying for on a consistent basis. And um, that, that really is true. You might still, you know, look, we're going to have people that we don't always agree with, but that that deep down just dislike anger hatred towards people that that dissipates when you when you pray for somebody that that you don't like that dissipates and it's it's just it's another god thing you can't you can't you can't stay angry at somebody that you're asking god to to help out not necessarily change the way you want them to change, right? Mm-hmm. That's one that's one of those things we that's they're they're not going to they're not going to do that. You ask God to just come in and and do his work uh and you you ask for for their salvation and and ask maybe that you open your eyes to see a different perspective um from from to at least be able to understand why someone is why you have this disagreement with with someone.
0: Yeah, it, it's important. It's important because it changes you. It doesn't change God. God is unchangeable in terms of what is good and bad. He's, he's always good, and he's trying to make us into better people. And part of that is people that you're angry with, that you're praying for, you can't really be angry with them in the same way, can yep. you? You just can't. It's just impossible. As you authentically pray for someone, you cannot be angry with them. And then maybe from by not being angry, you can see another way around where you're, whatever is causing you to be angry. Maybe you see another way. Maybe the way you see it is that it isn't worth all this energy. That's probably true. And maybe it changes you in a way that's much healthier. You know, as as we're mad at people, that's a very unhealthy thing to do, isn't it? I mean, we have a limited life on this earth. Why are we mad at people? I don't know. I mean. I can see avoiding people, that doesn't mean that that we don't do that, but being mad at them, I don't think there's an upside to that. I think there's only downside.
1: It's like, again, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other people to to die. (laughs) (laughs) Like it really, and it does because it doesn't do anything. They're not they're not affected by your anger. You're affected by your anger. The people around you are affected by your anger. And you know, um, I've been around angry people, and I've been angry around people. You know what I notice when I get angry? No, tell me. They don't want to be around me. Can you believe that? Really? I know. You? I know. It's oh. shocking. It's oh, shocking I, that I'm I, acting like a jerk and they don't want to be around me. I'm just. This is all new information. It is. Uh, it is. But see, I'm learning. Uh Jotting it down in my journal. Uh Yeah. Get angry, people leave. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. You're, you're not as popular. But, uh, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm I, not. I understand, and
1: I feel foolish too. You know, I mean, it's just, I absolutely
0: I mean, feel foolish. You know, I, I I use this example all the time about you're driving in the car, the windows are up, somebody cuts you off, and you you <laughs> swear at them. They have no idea they've cut you off, and and you you you're the only one that's expending any energy, right? Yes, the only one expending any energy. So it's it's silly, and this is why praying is so important because there are lots of little things that happen in our lives that we need to. We need to set aside. We need to lay on God and say, "God, take care of this. Would you please d- take care of this?" And so that I don't have to be troubled by this, so I can have peace, a shalom that is different, that is that is unique, that is full and is not shaped by the problems. And by praying for people, we can do that. Now, in terms of praying for people, I I hope that we do that. I hope that I do that. I hope that this is a, a good inspiration for me to pray more for other people, to be praying for other people, to to. Ask God to take care of them as well as me, and I certainly need prayers for lots and lots of reasons, as we all do. I, I'm I'm agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're not you're not disputing that I'm little not, part.
1: Not not a bit. Not a bit. And the the more here's here's the other interesting thing I I think, uh, from my perspective, it's it's like the more I learn. About uh-huh. about the faith, the more I learn about our, our Savior, it it's like the the more I know how much I need Him mm. and how much I need prayer. Right, how much we all do, and it's really. I, and I think the deeper you get in faith, the more I think that's a that's a mark of it that you you understand just mm. how much you really come to rely on prayer
0: to get to get through life. Absolutely, absolutely, wow. This has been fun it has been fun this has been fun you know pat and i started this whole project some three years ago unbelievably of this podcast of talking together and we we came upon this quote from c.s lewis that has driven us to this to driven us to a different understanding it is christianity if false is of no importance and if true is of infinite importance the only thing it cannot be is moderately important see that's the truth of this Christianity is in fact true, and therefore it's of infinite importance. We're not meant to be spectators to Christianity. We're meant to be participants. We're we're meant to be basing our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I pray that you will join us in basing your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for being open to our prayers. We thank you for listening, Lord. We thank you for listening, and we thank you for giving us what we need, not just what we ask, but what we actually need, and helping us to slow everything down, to slow our hearts, to slow our minds, so that, so that we might ask you and wait for your answer, Lord. And your answer will be good, it will be right, and it will lead us to where you would have us go. Lord, we thank you for that, and we thank you for all that you've done to bring this day to pass. In Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name, amen. Amen.